1: I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a SportsEthos.com presentation. You can follow us on Twitter, at EthosPelicans, or at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. The Pelicans are playoff bound, baby. We're playing Phoenix tomorrow tomorrow. The resounding victory against the Clippers is complete. We win the play-in tournament, come from the ninth spot in the West to nick that eighth seed. We jump over them, and now we get to play some more postseason basketball. The dream's not over yet, this dream run. Uh, the biggest comeback since 1996 when the Phoenix Suns started at 1-14 and 14 and managed to drag themselves to the playoffs. And isn't it fitting now that we go and take them on in Phoenix to kick us off in round one of the NBA playoffs, in NBA 75. What an unbelievable run. To think that we were sitting there in October and November and we was- in the doldrums, losing, losing, losing. We couldn't win anything. Uh, I remember talking on the spaces early on and I was asked by Chris Connor, who runs the spaces over there, and he asked to get the schedule up and to go through and find out when we would actually get a win. And I was very uh, pessimistic, I think, to say the least. We... um, I think I said December or something is when we would go on a run. And that was when we started winning a bit more consistently. But to think where we came from, where this therapy session of the spaces and the podcast was like that, everything was like that. We we're using it as a, a as a vehicle to, to vent and to, to pull ourselves together and um, really solidify our... Um, the fan base and the team as, as they went through these trials and tribulations and to look back now, to think that we're playing postseason basketball, I mean, come on. I said it in the last one, I even named the last game. We weren't meant to be here. We weren't meant to be in the play-in. We weren't meant to be in the playoffs, but yet here we are. And it's a testament to Willie Green. I, 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 Praise him until the cows come home. He was just fantastic as a leader, as a mentor for these young guys, as a coach, as a represent representative of our, uh, of our team. I think he's just been absolutely fantastic. And to see the pure emotion in that third quarter uh, break coming into the fourth quarter, um, just begging the guys to fight. Just begging them to fight and to not give it up because... It was their game for the taking. I mean, to inspire the guys to just win, and that's what they did. They just dug in and, and fought back. We know that third quarter was bad. We'll go into the game in a in a few moments, but what a leader! And what uh, uh, and we know what the sign of a good leader is: it's someone that can inspire their people to to be their best version. And that's what he does time and time again. He he extracts this ounce of confidence and uh, drive and will to win, and he just extracts it from these guys. I've never seen a coach be able to do it like that. There's not many, I think, that can inspire guys to do that. Knows when to be calm and that that safe pair of hands and knows when to fire up and say, guys, it's time to go to work. It's time to win this. And, And that's what he did. After the game, there was pure elation in the locker room. We saw it. These guys have been through the ringer this year. Absolute ringer. And um, to think now that they're going to the playoffs. And and whatever happens in the playoffs, I mean, it's it's a credit to the guys for getting this far. I think we're going to give, it's not going to be easy for Phoenix. I think we're going to give them a bit of a run. I don't know whether or not we knock them off, but well, I hope so. But uh, to get here is just such a testament to the hard work of the guys, the development of these young guys and the belief and trust uh, by the coaching staff and uh, Willie Green, putting these guys in a position to succeed, going and uh, obtaining win-now pieces such as um, CJ McCollum, Larry Nance, who was huge in this game. He was probably the difference maker, I think, uh, for the majority of the night. Tony Snell, who even he, the Snellican rises again. I don't know what that decision was about, but um, he was trying to find something. You go and get these guys that have been there, that have uh, that want to make the playoffs and, and expect to. That's their um, that's their goal is to win. And you add that to a, a culture that is just on the precipice of uh, having consistent winning. It's just a match made in heaven. I'm so proud of what they've put together here in this team and um, to get themselves in this position to be in the playoffs. I think it's just fantastic. I, um, I'm i so proud of the guys. and Which is weird to say because it's a sports team. I don't know these guys from soap. But I feel just as emotionally invested in this team as the guys in that locker room, which is a, um, a weird concept. But I think we all feel it about this team that when we're not... Um, we're not watching them. We're thinking about them, which I, I uh, I've never had that before in any sport, not even ones that I've been a part of. So I, uh, I, I really, um, no, I'm really stoked for the guys. It it feels like uh, there was a monkey on the back when we couldn't get that consistent winning, and with the the injuries and the national media ragging us out, and all of this um, sort of carry on that came with being an inconsistent team and early on and and then having Zion injured and all the buzz that comes with that perennial talent and someone we still get to add to this team Um, making the playoffs is just a big up yours basically to all the naysayers and and all credit to them I mean I was ready to crack a cigar out like Najee and Jose after that that win I thought that was just awesome Um, good on yous well done, Pelicans. Well done. So, with that being said, let's deep dive into it. if If you didn't uh, uh, work out from the little intro, we won uh, against the Clippers. We took them on in LA. Uh, game two of the play-in yesterday. Uh, I didn't do a podcast straight away because I went out to go and watch my Wildcats, and I was watching on delay, so that's where I was, MIA, on Twitter all day. But, um, great win. The Pelicans defeat the LA Clippers 105-101 to and a real arm wrestle of a game. One that I thought um, we had sewn up after that first quarter. We were fantastic. Uh, It was announced before the game that Paul George was out with COVID and Luke Kennard remained out with a hamstring complaint. Uh, That meant that their two best... Three point shooters were out. Uh, they're a big three point team and, and had slapped us around the game before. We'd beaten them three and one this year in our season matchups, but that one was a real slapping uh, with Paul George. As soon as he was out, it, it means you've got to adjust because you've game planned for Paul George to be there. Um, he then isn't there, and the scheme changes, and your defensive schemes and how you want to play this team and all the film that you've been watching expecting to see him. Uh, has to adjust. And the Clippers have to adjust because while they've played without him for a lot of the year, they're still happy to have a top 10 player on your team. Uh, it makes every team better having good players, as we know. Um, so, yeah, we had to adapt. And, and what that meant is that guys like Morris and uh, Reggie Jackson had to take more shots and uh, really had to put the team on their back, which... Um, you know, for us, it's a bit of an adjustment because it's not just one guy you had to stop. You had to stop everyone. So we go into that first quarter, a bit of a scrappy start, uh, but managed to pull away 30 to 22. And it seemed like we were going to just sort of coast to a big victory. Um, it was very calm. The guys were playing great. Brandon started unbelievably, uh, I think he was 8 of 9 in the first quarter, had 16 points um and was just unreal he looked like a man on a mission and was going to do this uh, put it together early uh the second quarter was much the same they they sort of fought back we scored 26 to their 24 and we were just a bit inconsistent the um it was a bit of hero ball we stopped playing uh, together it was a lot of scrappy passes and just not that great and it felt like that momentum was just shifting a little bit, and what happened is that while we're a big three quarter team, our third quarter is, is usually really good this year. Clippers came out and just gave us a hiding. They were they were um, they weren't going to lie down, and in front of their fans, you know, you got Ty Lue, who's a great coach. Uh, was making adjustments. They end up slapping us thirty eight points to eighteen, and our ten point lead coming into the half. Uh, evaporated and we found ourselves down 10 at the start of the fourth quarter. And I mean, we can go into the third quarter, we can unpack it. We were throwing everything at it. Tony Snell was just like put in there for some unknown reason. Trey Murphy came in towards the end of the quarter and didn't leave the game again, which uh, he was probably one of the difference makers along with Larry Nance. But that last quarter, we start a little bit slow and then... um, we go on a 14-1 run. And led by Brandon Ingram, and Trey Murphy, Larry Nance, they all just dug in and managed to drag us out of that hole. And all of a sudden, Trey Murphy hits a big three late uh, to tie it. And it looked like I thought we were going to go to overtime, honestly. I I, uh, I thought it was going to be one of those games where there's all that momentum back and forth. But we didn't stop. Kept going. Trey Murphy was huge in that last quarter. Uh, as well as um, Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance, Jonas, we had big dunk at the end. Uh, it was it was just awesome, honestly. And Jose as well was just great. That last quarter, we we managed to drop thirty one on them, kept them to seventeen, evaporated that ten point um, that, that ten point deficit, and, and and took it and took the we got the biscuits. Uh, you know, we, we ended up winning, so really, really proud of the guys. Uh, over at the box score, huge game from Brandon Ingram, 30 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 14 of 21 shooting, and was just unreal. He was the absolute all-star, I don't care what anyone says, whether you've got your little all-star badge or whatever, he was an absolute all-star, all-NBA talent, and was just absolutely unstoppable. Uh, CJ McCollum had 19 points, 9 of 24 shooting. It was probably one of his least consistent games, I thought. Uh, and at times, he just looked like he wanted to be the guy uh, instead of deferring. And, you know, we went through a stretch in the third quarter where Brandon, uh, well, it was 13 minutes, Brandon hadn't taken a shot, which is just not really acceptable, I think. I, I know CJ wants to be the guy, and that's why he's left Portland. And, you know, I. I can't talk ill of him because he, you know, we won the game. But there were some decisions in that quarter that he just needed to to calm back and when the balls uh, like calm down a little bit and and, and slow down and uh, we didn't need to hit home runs in that quarter. We just needed to stop the bleeding and uh, the hero ball was was not great. But anyway, I'm not going to be negative about this. Everyone did well. Herb Jones. Now I I was told to hype Herb Jones up and. You know, his game speaks for itself. You know, he had 7.7 rebounds, one assist, one block. But, I mean, you could watch that game so many times. His fingerprints were all over it. He was everywhere. He defended everything. When you're this guy, this second-round rookie, four-year guy, you've gone and graduated, you got yourself a, a cheeky degree as well, you're picked up by the Pelicans, and they, they've they just relocated the G League team to Alabama, where you went to college, and... uh. You've been picked up. And then you come into Nashville and you're at training camp and, and doing some things, defending, and everyone's looking at you going, hang on, who's this guy? He's pretty handy, isn't he? he can defend anyone. And then you go to Summer League and, um, man, my timeline's off. It's probably the other way around. And you're defending the best opposition player. And you're getting steals and you're getting dunks and you're, <laughs> you're defending the absolute living daylights out of everyone. And, And Willie Green sees something and he's like, well, hang on, I want to start this guy. And we heard David Griffin talk about him uh, in one of the uh, games, in one of the broadcasts. He was talking uh, to Joel Myers and AD about uh, Herb Jones and Willie Green approached him and said, I want to start him. he says, yeah, you can start him in the summer league, don't worry about it. He says, no, I want to start him in, in, the, uh, in the league team, in the NBA. And... uh, David Griffin was flabbergasted but then saw what he brought and eventually we get Herb Jones the starter for 68 games and he was I cannot sing the praises of Herb Jones any more than what has already been done. Everyone's done it much better than me I just have the utmost respect of what that young man has gone and achieved in his first year he's a first team all defensive player I don't care what the national media says uh, all those, the voters, which are all skewed towards LA and New York anyway. Herb Jones is an absolute star. I think the sky is the limit for him. He, could he turn into an all-star? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll call that now. I think there is absolutely all-star potential in that guy. Uh, and as a two-way player, he is just unstoppable. I think he's really, really good. And give the man his flowers because he has been an absolute godsend this year (laughs) as a defender. We needed that defensive wing and he has just all of the tools in his bag uh, to become a really, really fantastic player, even better than he already is. So, with that being said, thanks Herb Jones for just being fantastic. Uh, Jonas had eight and nine, quite a game for him. Um, We didn't really go through him. They play a lot of the small ball with the uh, Batum and Covington sort of big men. And in, in Morris, uh, so we played a lot more Larry Nance, who was we'll get to, but was absolutely unreal. So Jonas wasn't uh, that required throughout the game. Uh, only when Zubat was on, and then they just went without him. Or Hartenstein, who just got absolutely bodied every time he came on. Jackson Hayes, only fourteen minutes, four and three. He was much more aggressive in this game when he was in. Uh, got to the to the basket and and was attacking, scored a bit, which was nice, uh, and and played really well. Did his role again. They went with a hot hand in Larry Nance, and he sort of absorbed all the small ball center minutes. And that's he's going to be big in in the Phoenix matchup for sure. Jackson will be, I can tell because that's just how they play. Is um, having that big athletic. Uh, Two seven-footers, I think, is going to be really imperative against a, a strong team and a good rebounding team in, in the uh, Phoenix Suns. So, that being said, we then went to the second line, our bench brigade. Uh, Larry Nance was the absolute leader off the bench in this one. 14 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 7 of 8 shooting. His offensive re- He had 7 offensive rebounds, plus 13 on the night, and was just everywhere. Anytime time you needed him uh, something done, the man stood up. He was doing putbacks. He was he was dunking everything. He did a little pirouette dunk at one point, which was awesome. Massive block down the stretch as well, and he was huge. He was big time, and even more so, he was that he was that voice, that calming voice, and uh, that rallying voice for the guys, uh, really bigging everyone up. And after the game, uh, he's such a well-spoken man as well. Uh, he he was. He just gave the flowers to everyone. He was he was um, he was just the ultimate professional, and talked about resilience of this team. You know, he said, "I wasn't part of uh, the the one and twelve start, but now I'm here. You can feel it in the culture and and the, that this resilience, these guys were built out of uh, built a uh, built tough, built different, and that was something that uh, I thought was really good that he acknowledged and realised that there's so many good players here at this team, and he wanted to be a part of it, and he's so stoked to be, which is great. Uh, Trigger, Trey Murphy, 14 points in uh, 23 minutes, five rebounds, two assists, four of seven shooting, four of six from three, and plus 26 on the night. He was actually best on ground in plus minus. Uh, He was just phenomenal. Honestly, there's nothing short of phenomenal. In that last quarter, he was huge. He was hitting threes. He, he even had that little soft bounce three, which was uh, probably what sealed the victory. I think he was—he um, stayed ready, and he had to take his lumps this year. You know, I've, I've sung the praises of Trey Murphy on here countless times, but I'm the biggest fan of that guy. I think he's just excellent, and he was. Without him, we don't win this game. Um, that's, that's just long and the short of it. Uh, Jose Alvarado, 17 minutes 4 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists couple of, he had a big offensive, he actually had 3 offensive rebounds Uh, he had a couple of big ones in that last few minutes of the game Uh, he missed a shot and jumped up and got hold of it and um, gave us extra possessions and that was huge down the stretch because it meant um, that we we got uh, extra bites at the apple I suppose to seal the game and uh, when the shortest guy on the court's getting the offensive rebounds, it inspires everyone else to really dig in as well. And that was uh, it was awesome. Najee played nine minutes, was good. Three and two, attacked the basket. Tony Snell came on for three minutes and 48 seconds. In the third quarter, which I had still, to this day, don't know why they went with that, but um, I think he was looking for something. He found it in Trey Murphy. And Devontae Graham only played three minutes. He had two points. And it wasn't a game for... Him again? I think he's fallen right down the rotation. But when the other guys are hot, you've just got to play with the guys that are that are ready to go. And Devontae's sort of fallen as the odd man out there, uh, which is a shame because I'm a big fan of him. But uh, it, um, alas, for him, it was it was not his number tonight that was called. Uh, over at the Clippers, they had 27 from Reggie and uh, Marcus, Mar- oh, which Morris's is- whichever one it is, one of the Morris. Uh, they both had 27 and Powell had 17 off the bench, Covington 14 off the bench. No one else really did too much at all. Uh, the other two guys really that I talked about at the start uh, really did most of the scoring and, and down the stretch they were contained, which was uh, credit to our defense and how the guys played. So really impressive victory. Um, quick uh, couple of team stats that we wanted to have a look at. Um, We only hit six three-pointers for the whole game, 27%. Uh, Held them to 9 of 36, though, 25%. One thing that was bad was the free-throw shooting. All game, our free-throws were just woeful. 13 of 25, 52% for a game, and we're going to have to tidy that up because if you're going to get your free-throw attempts, you've got to make them. Thankfully, the Clippers were nearly as bad. They only shot 64% from the free-throw line, and... We just can't have that situation anymore. Like you, have got to work on a free throws. So that's you're leaving points on on at the table, and there's no point doing that. That's um, that's just bad. The assists were down for us. We had 20 assists. They had 20 assists as well. Uh, but for us, we know that when the ball moves, that's when we play our best basketball. And we we played a lot of ISO in this one, uh, and I I didn't like it personally, particularly in the third quarter, I thought that was a problem that we just all decided that we needed to put the uh, the game on our backs and and uh, force a few things, which was just not the way to do it, particularly against a, a super hot team that had their tails up in the Clippers in that third quarter. Uh, so I hope in the Phoenix, we start uh, games, we, we start moving the ball a bit more, get that up around the 25 to 28 assists a game, uh, or per game, and you know that's where we really thrive is that point five offence uh i get that it's a star driven league and we need to have stars to win games but getting everyone in positions to succeed that's when we play our best so uh hopefully we can do that uh smashed them on the boards with uh 17 offensive rebounds 54 45 the total rebound count in favor of us uh turnovers 8 to 7 we did very well taking care of the ball actually didn't exploit uh their turnovers only got 3 points off turnovers to their 7 uh, and that just showed that we just weren't getting out and running. Honestly, um, we didn't t- force the turnovers too many, uh, but um, we also didn't take advantage when we uh, when we were able to get them to turn the ball over. So uh, honestly, there's a few things to improve on. It wasn't a perfect game, but just really stoked with the guys and how they managed to pull that off. So that was good. Um, we're going to go to a break. When I come back we'll do the three key takeaways and preview the Phoenix Game One. So I'll be back in a moment. So, thank you to our sponsors, Manscaped.com. If you need to have a shave or grooming or any of that sort of ilk, go and check out Manscaped.com. Use the code ethos20 at checkout. That'll give you 20% off and free shipping. Uh, Great uh, friends of the show, so go and check that out, uh, Manscaped.com. And if you need to do your betting, go and do it at Uh, mybookie.ag. MyBookie is... The place where you can go and do your online betting, you can do your sports betting, you can do casino games, all that sort of jazz. Uh, you can do it over there. When you sign up, put in the code ethos. That'll give you a deposit match bonus. So check that out. It's so on the third page of the sign up um, and let them know that Sports Ethos sent you there. And expressvpn.com, protect your identity online online. If you head over to the website, expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball, that will give you an extra three months on a 12-month subscription. So you sign up to your 12 months, you get three more, basically an extra third, uh, third? Quarter? I don't know. Don't do maths. Study law. Um, Go and check that out. One click to turn that on, and uh, you can use it on your League Pass or Netflix or just when you're scrolling online, protect your identity. So expressvpn.com forward slash HoopBall is that website. And Sports Ethos' Ethos's daily fantasy partner is thrivefantasy.com. Check out thrivefantasy.com. And when you sign up, uh, use the code ethos. Give you 100% deposit match bonus and two or four free game tickets. You don't get them anywhere else. So code is ethos, E-T-H-O-S. When you sign up, let them know that HoopBall, well, oh, Sports Ethos sent you. And uh, enjoy your daily fantasy. And if you're looking for hints and tips, head over to our DFS podcast, um, and DFS Today that is, and you can go and uh, get all of the hints and tips to make yourself successful when you're doing your daily fantasy. So go and check that out. And uh, now back to the show. So welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here on the mic as per, Uh, three key takeaways. Number one, this win was more than just a regular win. This was was backs against the wall, against all odds. You go to LA, and you manage to get yourself a victory. They swing at you, they evaporate a 10-point lead and create their own in one quarter, and you respond. You get knocked down 10 times and you get up 11. And that has been the mentality of this team all year. All year. They have been slapped around. They've been criticized. They've been relocated. They've been injured. They've been healthy. They've been underwhelming. They've been overperforming. But overall, they've been resilient. And that came through in this this game. They, They held on. And there's so many opportunities for teams to not hold on, to give it away, to say, oh, well, it wasn't meant to be. But they turned around and they won. They responded. They knew they were a playoff team. And so then they went and earned it. And that resilience uh, has just been the, the key word for this, this team. It's been, it's been fantastic to see. And uh, really proud of the guys for pulling that win off with that resilient win. So, key takeaway number one is uh, resilience of the team. Uh, number two, key takeaway number two is these rookies are just fantastic. In huge minutes down the stretch, we went with Trey Murphy, Jose, and Herb. Three rookies on the team, uh, on the court, closing games out, closing out tough defensive assignments, and they were fantastic. Both ends of the court. And when you've got guys like that, when your young guys want to step up and contribute straight away, well, that's awesome. I don't know many other teams that are running three rookies to close out a play-in game uh, when you're down, you know, you're not doing it in garbage time. This is these are playoff minutes, basically. These are postseason minutes. And all credit to Willie for trusting these guys, and all credit for putting these guys in a position. To be successful, and these guys putting themselves and working hard to be put in these positions to be successful—it's been—it's uh, been really good, uh, and and I'm so proud of the guys for for uh, what they've achieved this year. Uh, they've, they've been really good, and um, yeah, I can't fault how these rookies have been. So, key takeaway number two is this rookie class has just been fantastic, and. I just love them. I reckon they're great. (laughs) They're some of the best rookies we've had, best rookie class we've had in a long time. Uh, No offense to the other guys that are still there. Um, And my final key takeaway is: this was deserved. We earned it. I think the city of New Orleans earned it. They've been through all of the trials and tribulations, and and you know they've had it so tough. And to see them get to experience playoff basketball. The city deserves it. The blender will be packed again. We know it. Uh, And the community's just going from strength to strength. It's just great to see. And it is just awesome to see the players uh, not repay, but you know, give the the fans something to to cheer about. Giving them Hope you know it's just awesome to see that this team is is, is successful. He's con- he's a consistent winner, and there's there's success on the horizon. Uh, I think we're all really excited about that, and now it's just about maintaining and and continuing to take that next step. Hopefully, it'll be uh, this year. If not, it'll be next year. The guys we're in a we're in a really good situation, and uh, all credit to the to the organisation for giving. Uh, New Orleans, something to cheer for, because they have earned it. So, that being said, next game is tomorrow against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we're looking forward to that. They fly, well, it's over in um, Phoenix to start off. It is still an ESPN or TNT game, uh, whatever one it's broadcast on over here. It's always on ESPN. Uh, so, yeah, it's an ESPN game. Just checked. Uh, that is at 9am my time, so I suppose it's, what, 8pm in uh, New Orleans, which uh, is a late one. But uh, make sure you stay up and watch that on your Sunday night. Uh, I don't know if you guys get public holiday for your Easter Monday. We do, so I will be watching that live and on demand uh, at um, at home. So we'll be looking forward to that. Um, the big key in this is that we play together. Move the ball uh Herb will probably get the big job on Devon Booker. He's going to have to. He's going to have his work cut out. But one thing we know about Herb is that uh, he he is just like really good at defending players. He's just so so good and crafty and long, and he's going to give Devon Booker all sorts of trouble. So we've got to put him in a position to succeed. Hopefully, he can um, avoid getting any silly fouls, and he has been very good at it recent times. So, because uh, he's going to be critical, and Najee, I think, is going to be big as well. We're going to need him to help defend as well as Trey Murphy. They're all going to have big defensive assignments, and probably Jose as well at different times, um, because if we don't defend well, we're going to get smashed. So, closing out from three, they're a big three-point shooting team. Chase them off the three-point line. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, we we know what he is like. He's an absolute weapon. Uh, it's going to be about containing his. Uh, Puppetry of the uh, of the game, you know, he always has his hands all over it. So uh, we've got to try to contain him as well, chase the shooters off, and just lock Devin Booker down. It won't be easy, but uh, there's definitely uh, hope that we can uh, really contribute. And perhaps we see Zion. I don't know. Um, there's no reason why you couldn't bring him back now. There's four more games. You could sit him off the bench like I did with Steph Curry today in the Warriors. Uh, Game one victory against uh, the Nuggets. They, um, I'm pretty sure they won anyway. They were winning when I started watching. Yeah, they beat them. Uh, there's no reason why he couldn't come off the bench, play 15 minutes, and uh, and just get a feel for how it is, and it completely disrupts their game plan as well. So I don't know whether or not they will, but uh, there's probably the option there if they're saying he's as healthy as he, as he is making out to be. He's doing 360 dunks, so he can't be far off. Um, so we'll see what happens with that I think I might leave it at that Uh, you may have seen we've got the Pels 12 coming up we're going to do that on Tuesday, my day, so it'll be Monday night, that will drop, there'll be a podcast, so uh, look forward to that one because we love guests and uh, appreciate them taking their time to come on and have a chat, so we will be doing that probably in the next episode perhaps not no we'll do the phoenix one post game and then we'll have them on after that uh so there'll be a couple of shows coming up big week ahead for the pelicans uh enjoy it it's playoff time this is the best time of year particularly when your team's in it so i'm excited y'all should be excited um i'll speak to you all yeah after the phoenix game go Pel's. and now stay safe out there guys Uh, As always, this is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithinbank, at Ethos Pelicans, at Lyle Swithinbank on Twitter. Go Pels, playoff Pels. Bye for now.